Hey now, it's Rob here from Rob School of Music, and on the podcast today, snarky puppy guitar player Mark Letiri. See you on the other side. All right, everyone, welcome to the Rob's School of Music podcast. As always, my name is Rob, your host, and today we are going to be featuring the incredible Mark Letiri. Um, I stumbled upon Mark's stuff quite some time back. A buddy of mine turned me on to Snarky Puppy and his guitar playing changed my guitar playing personally. Prior to that, I grew up as a metal guy. I started playing you know, guitar because it's Metallica. And then through the process of writing my own music, it was sort of always hard rock stuff. And as I got a bit older and I started playing other genres and joining some corporate cover bands and things like that, we were doing some pop and some disco and some dance and some Motown. And I started developing this appreciation for all these other voicings that I never really knew in the beginning of my musical career. And then further down the road, this rhythmic percussive playing of guys like Mark or Corey Wong or so many other greats out there really, really... Um, affected the way I play as a player today. So this is a really special interview for me. I was actually fortunate enough to get to meet Mark briefly in person at the PRS booth back in January at the NAM show. So I was actually really excited to be able to further our conversation through the interview last night. Unfortunately, technology was not working on our side. And um, generally what we do is I do an Instagram live every Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern time, tune in every Wednesday um, with various artists. And then I take the audio from that interview and I attach it to this podcast so you guys can hear more of what goes on. Well, unfortunately, last night when we were taping this, we had some Wi-Fi and cellular issues and we kept getting interrupted over the course of our conversation. So the flow wasn't what I usually would want to put out on something like this. So I said, you know what? It's fine. I'm not going to be able to have the podcast with Mark, but we had the cool conversation and those who tuned in enjoyed it. Well, after we finished, he sent me a text message and wanted to continue talking. So I had this crazy idea. Would he want to jump in on one of our Zoom band classes? You know, this is we're taping this during the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. So all of our lessons have moved online. And we do our band classes online where we discuss songwriting and everyone records their songs separately when we put them together. So I Zoom bombed the band class with Mark Letieri and these kids lost their mind. So what I'm going to play for you today in the podcast is the actual Zoom call where Mark jumped in and each one of the students within our band class got to ask him a personalized question and have an answer in real time, which was Absolutely incredible. You know, these kids were writing me still to today. The parents, everyone is just blown away by this opportunity. So thank you, Mark, for that. Thank you for everything. Before we jump in on this very special Q&A with Mark, I just wanted to do some quick housekeeping. Our podcast is sponsored, as always, by Rob's School of Music. You can find us online at robschoolofmusic.com. We do in-person and online lessons for guitar, bass, drums, piano, ukulele, and voice. All of our teachers custom curate the program based on your skill set and learning style and personality, so you have a custom curated music lesson experience. We also will be launching sometime in June 
a more regimented music lesson course for guitar, which will have a set beginning and end, and then you jump up by level. And we also are putting together an audio production course with a focus on songwriting, which will be available this summer. So lots of cool things coming up. You can check us out. Remember, robschoolofmusic.com, on Instagram at robschoolofmusic, and on Facebook, and even TikTok to see everything going on in our world. Thank you guys so much, as always, for tuning in. And without further ado, on the other side, this very special Zoom call with our band students and Mr. Mark Letiri. Thank you. So, so what, so what this is, is I, um, we would have, and thank you so much for jumping on here. This is really cool for, for everyone here, man. Yeah, sure, man. Absolutely. Uh, so we would, we had on Wednesday nights, we had a, we had band, a band program where we would kind of put students together into different bands and then cool. ultimately book them gigs and, and just kind of teach them the ins and outs of, you know, inter band dynamics, try not to date a bandmate, you know, all that kind of stuff. Don't Fleetwood Mac yourself. Yeah, says the guy who dates my singer for like seven years, but yeah. Ah, wow. <laughs> but we were dating before we did music, so that I think that makes it better. I'm not sure. Ask her. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, so maybe, awesome. maybe, maybe you guys can we go around and you each want to ask him a question about music or something? Let's try that, and then we'll just yeah, I like that. All right. Cool. AJ, All right. you're up first. AJ, here we go. Question: What's it like being a touring musician? Musician. Well, it's really, it's really a cool thing. Um, I think the, the coolest thing about it is getting to travel. Um, just simply the going somewhere, meeting people, experiencing a local culture, community, and then sharing music with them is like a really special thing. Um, it's hard. It's a hard, I don't want to say it's like a hard life that, you know, that makes it sound like it's arduous, but, but it, it is taxing physically, mentally, emotionally, you know, I'm away from my family. Uh, I'm away from friends. Um, the travel itself can be, uh, you know, difficult, long hours, flights, trains, driving, ho- you know, hotels sometimes, you know, <laughs> depending, you know, depending on the level of touring that you're, I mean, you know, I mean, I've done everything from sleeping at the venue sleeping on a floor in someone's house i don't know to staying in a five-star hotel you know with a with a, a successful touring artist that's like a sideman or something you know so like i've kind of experienced all of it and and the one thing that kind of keeps me coming back to it is just the actual physical act of going to a new place meeting people and playing the music so you know it's a it's a balance you know especially if you've got a family or you know um other things like that you, you work to kind of just keep everything in order, you know? So, but I, I'm blessed to do it, man. It's, it's, it's kind of an interesting existence. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's to look at it from such a positive perspective, I think is, is the best way to get through it. Like it's a gift. It's a gift to get to do it. And it's very cool. Not jaded at all. I love it. Sure. Yeah. Right on. Well, I mean, you know, I, I, it could end, well, it, it did end. It did end. Yeah. We're all out of business. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. Yeah, so anyway. it was a fun ride. So yeah, it's good while it lasted. Play a couple of kicks. All right, I'm gonna jump over here to Brianna. So Brianna, I'll turn her off here. She's gonna start laughing as soon as they do it. So Brianna is an amazing vocalist and piano player, and she nice. writes constantly. And uh, you want to ask him a question, maybe about songwriting or, or this process, maybe? I have a different question. Go for how it. Many, how many guitars do you have? 
well, this is this is going to sound really braggadocious, but this isn't even all of them. Uh, there, I, there's a few. I, I don't know. It's in the t between twenty and thirty. There, uh, there's okay. this is most of them, and then I I left some at my parents' house. So my my dad was like, oh. Thanks. You know? <laughs> so he's got a closet full of cool stuff too. But you know, you accumulate. You do this long enough, you accumulate. It's like, you know, it's. I I think it's like. Well, if you're a painter, you don't just have one paintbrush, right? Like that's totally. what I tell yeah. myself every time I get these. Hundred percent. It's what they say. It's like, what is the right number of guitars? One more than you have right now. Exactly. The the real problem is is the pedal shelf. Uh, yeah. And and again, that's only part of them too. So it's like. Everyone does something different, man. You right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's try. So Keegan up here. So Keegan is a guitar player and he shreds. He's probably one of our more advanced all right. uh, students here. So Killer. what do you got, brother? Well, I did have a question about, uh, about what, if you have any advice on what to do, if you get in sort of a, a creative drought or something like that? That's a great question, man. Well, I mean, there's a lot of different ways to get out of it and different things work for different people. Um, you could always start by listening to something different. Uh, it could be something new, like you, you know, hey, I should, I always want to check out this group or whatever and, and discover that. It could be something old. Like sometimes for me, I'll go back and listen to stuff that I listen to a whole bunch, you know, when I was a teenager or something just to see if initial feelings of nostalgia and what have you will come back and that might kind of reignite something. Um, you know, and you could always just take a break, you know, there's nothing wrong with just not. Um, sometimes that's actually pretty good. You know, like uh, a lot of times, like if I'm driving in the car, I listen to like news and sports radio. Like I don't listen Me to music too much, you know, just cause sometimes I just need a break from it cause I'm doing it all the time. Um, you know, I mean, if you could, uh, you could, uh, I don't know, if you got digital, some kind of digital recording software, you could try a new guitar sound in your plugin. You could try, you know, try playing a new, I don't know, synth patch or something. If you have like a little MIDI controller or whatever, I mean, there's all different kinds of ways to kind of, to kind of get out of it. Um, but for me, it's either like listening to something new, listening to something super old, or not doing anything. And, and lately it's a lot of not doing anything. <laughs> so. I thought it's a also, great uh, uh, about those, uh, those pedals, uh, two questions. One, which ones are probably most unique and uh, which ones are your favorites? Cool, man. Um, the most unique one, well, I'll tell you what, and this isn't just like a plug, but the, the, the overdrive I designed well, I shouldn't say, yes, I designed, I didn't like actually do the wiring, but the one that I worked on with J rocket pedals is, is one of my favorites and one of the most unique because it's the only overdrive I have that has a graphic EQ instead of a tone knob. Um, so that one's pretty cool. I'm trying to think if there's just like something super out. Boss bass synth that is like a super old pedal that just has like a really wacky sound to it. Um, I do have some like kind of, kind of weird, weirdo things. Um, this Gaiatone envelope filter is really cool and different. Um, there's this thing called the Kangra Walrus Audio 
envelope fuzz, which is like a real wild thing. Um, no bon Jovi. Oh, here's one. Hold on. Let me go get it. Um, my cable is long enough here. Uh, this pedal, if you can find it online, I don't even know if this guy makes them anymore. It's an NTN sound. Take a screenshot. Uh, OTC1G analog octave generator. It's an octave up and an analog octave down. So it's like you can get that band of gypsies Hendrix fuzz thing and like a sort of boss OC2 thing. Wow. At the same time. This has been on a lot of my records as sort of like a secret what sound. Right, is, that's a secret sauce. It's right there. So um, he's this one guy lives in Texas. He, if you go to ntnsound.com, he might still have some for sale on his website, but uh, yeah, this is a little secret guy. As um, I write it down. Yeah. Well, hey, I hope, I mean, I hope we all buy him because, you know, it'd be great to support. He's a local, local dude, you know. So anyway, but that's, a, yeah, that's a fun one. Awesome. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, actually, uh, Jared Sharp on June 10th is the guy who made this, the kangaroo pedal guys. So oh, yeah, right. That's Jared's pedal. Yeah, that's a fun pedal. It's cool. Um, all right. Dylan, you got a question up here, dude? I'm sure. I guess I have a question. All right. This is only somewhat important, but so last year in jazz band, I had played the song Gone Under by yourself. Yeah. yeah. So I have this question to ask you. Do you think, right, that fusion genre, such as the one you, like, that Snarky Puppy normally makes, is better than, like, the purest from, like, jazz fusion? Is it I don't know, better, it's so odd, it's a weird word. You just had a discussion about that than just straight jazz to you. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, no, I don't think any genre is better than any of any other genre. I really don't believe that at all. Uh, and, I, and I can say that because I've tried really hard to get good at a lot of them, and I can't. Uh, no matter, you know, like, they all have very specific pieces of, of the language that you have to understand that you have to immerse yourself in for years and years and years to really get it and respect it. You know, and I, I think any genre, even cookie cutter radio, clear channel pop deserves to be respected. At least you don't have to like it. That's different. Respect and liking are two different things. You know what I'm saying? Like we all have our preferences for what we like, but like, don't ever feel like you're above any genre. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, and we, oh man, you know, that Jonas Brothers song is lame. Try writing one. Right. <laughs> Try writing one that the way that Max Martin writes and produces that stuff, not easy. Really, you know, it is, there's a, there's a thing to that, you know? So I, I, I don't think that, I definitely don't think that what Snarky Puppy does is, is, is better than any sort of pure form of jazz, but that's a really good question. That's a, it's a very good question. I think it's awesome that our high school around here is playing snarky puppy songs. I think that's band. awesome too. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't have a, there was no, I guess. Um, yeah. In my jazz band, we, we, yeah, we played big band charts, you know, uh, which was, which was killer. I had a great time doing all that. I remember it's probably like two years ago, the first uh, student came in with, you know, a piece for jazz band. I'm like, that's can't be right. And they're like, yeah, that's what we do. I'm like that. Okay. Go yeah, suffer man. in high school. Yeah. I remember we had in my, in my high school band, we had a night where we just played uh, Blues Brothers music. 
That's and, cool. Uh, and that was, yeah, right. so that was cool, you know. They spread it out around a little bit in between the uh, Count Basie and all that other yeah. stuff. So. All right, let's grab a... Cool, man. Johnny, too, you got a question? You got a split for bedtime. Oh, man. I got to be out the door by, uh, let's see, in about seven hours. Oh, boy. Well, no pressure. <laughs> uh, questions. Hey, what do you think about Rush? <laughs> yeah, man. I, you know what? I'll tell you this. They are, I definitely regret not seeing them live. Oh, they, were, they were one of those bands where I was like, oh, yeah, they'll, you know, I, I missed them. They'll come back. And then now it's not happening anymore, you know, so. I know. It's um, gone. But, but, you know, they're one of those bands that there's a lot of bands like them that I really respect, like King's X, you know, like progressive sure. rock bands that only do what they want to do. If right. They get on, if they get on no the radio, what the public, what'd you say? No matter what the public opinion. Yeah, and that's really hard to do. You know, really hard to do. It's hard to do and be successful. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Rush figured it out, man. They, you know, they 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 started their cult, and everyone joined. So good. You know, it's almost like fish in a way or something. Yeah. Totally different musically, but you sure. got these diehard fans that will always show up. They will always get the records. They will always talk about. Alex Lifeson's PRS versus his double neck ES-175. You know what I mean? <laughs> the PRS. Oh. The PRS wins. I don't, yeah, maybe. I, I always was sort of partial to their synth kind of stuff, but um, I, I would definitely like to dig into the, the old school. They had kind of a Zeppelin thing when they first started. Yeah. If you go to the very beginning, it's a different band, and then it just got more proggy and more yeah. themselves. I like the, yeah, I like uh, Subdivisions is one of my favorite, one of their songs. I just think yes. it's such a cool vibe with the synth stuff. We got a, a, a Nord uh, keyboard here at the school and our keyboard teacher, the first thing he did, because he can like, he programmed, he's like, hold on, do, 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 do. And he starts playing it. I'm like, yes. That's okay. Awesome. Yeah, man. Great, great tune. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think, I don't know, Jerry. KK, you got a question or are you just going to listen over here? I don't know if she's there. I just see this There's one. someone whose uh, avatar is sort of a distorted dog. That's yes. Cool. Yes. <laughs> I like that. That's you. Do you have anything you want to ask? Or you're just listening. Um, I'll ask a question. All right, you're All right. up. Okay, if you can go like on open for a show for like any artist, who would you do? Oh, that's a cool question. Um, man, I I think if I was doing like my my solo material, which is you know kind of guitar-based instrumental music of the sort of rock, funk, fusion variety. I, I would love to open for Toto wow. on a tour. Yeah, I think that would be really fun. And I think it would be really fun to uh, open for Joe Satriani because he was like a childhood hero of mine. You know, I think that would be really fun. Um, but, you know, at this, at this point, I'll, I'll play with anybody. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll open for who you got a gig. I'll open for you. Let's go. Come on, rock and roll. I just started reading uh, the Steve Lukather's book. It's very really funny. funny. Yeah, very yeah. good book. Yeah. And then uh, when I was out at Nam, Satriani was staying in my hotel, and I cool. I, stum I stumbled home very late. Uh, it was like a hotel in West Hollywood at the Wednesday before you know the the show started, and I'm like I'm walking into the hotel, and I like I see a guy with a guitar case, and I do a double take, and I'm like not completely coherent, but I'm like, Joe Satriani? And he's like, hey man, and he goes to shake my hand back when that was okay, you know? Right. And I'm like, do you need help with your luggage? And he's like, <laughs> all right. And I carried his luggage to the front desk. 
Not the guitar, but like his bag. So I was like, all right. Awesome. Bucket list. Right? Yeah, that's like, I'm good. <laughs> that's cool, man. Awesome. Well, I think, I think we got everyone. I saw that. This... Somebody turned into a different person. Charlie yeah. turned into, oh, now, oh. Taylor, you in there? That's our singer. Yeah. Taylor showed up to the, the band practice 15 minutes afterwards. All right, so we have, we have a legendary guitarist, uh, Mark Letiri, here chatting with us. Do you have a quick question before he goes? Um, how did your experience change as you were like, as, as you started out, did it get a little bit less like frightening being in the big scene? Or did it just sort of like always like excite you? Like the constant, like going to this place and like the uncertainty of like getting new gigs and all of that. Like, how did that work out? Yeah, well, I mean, I'll tell you what, it's, it, there is a lot of, um, it's a different thing every time. You know, every gig has different parameters that has a different emotional weight to it. There's different, different financial weight to it. You know, I mean, every opportunity is, is different and definitely like a learning experience. I think what it, what, like the busier I got, um, you know, the, the more I think it, it, it uh, you know, you learn how to manage your time. You learn how to keep a schedule. Um, you learn how to not, you know, you need to you learn how to be reliable. Um, Cause the, you can, this, the thing about this business is if you're, you're technically self-employed, so you can be as busy as you can handle. You know what I'm saying? Like depending on uh, how much work you have or how much work you don't have, even if it's a slow time, you can still be doing stuff. You can still be practicing, you can still be writing music, you can still be, you know, whatever, recording at your house or something. Um, so it's really like, a, it's almost like a 24 hour kind of thing. Um, but having said that, like, I, I, I try to find excitement in every little thing, even if it's something I've done a million times. That's cool. Like a regular, even if it's like a regular gig, whatever that may be for, for anyone, there's always something, it, nothing is the same twice ever. Um, so that's always been kind of a cool, cool perspective. Um, just because I've, I've hopefully learned to never take it for granted because, you know, essentially I'm getting to make a living doing a passion, which is important. And, and that's, and it's, and it's, it's not, not many people get to do that. So if you're able to kind of keep that focus, everything will maintain its excitement level, you know, but in the early, you know, in the early years, like right out of college or whatever, I was just going everywhere, going to all the clubs and all the jam sessions and staying out all night with all the friends and, you know, not being crazy or anything, but just like being a part of the whole scene and taking as many gigs as I, I mean, like the busier I could get, the happier I was, you know, I was like, oh, I got three gigs today. How the hell am I going to do that? I don't know, but I'm going to do it, you know? So, yeah. That's awesome. That Dude, these are great questions, great answers. Well, they're great questions. Yeah, yeah you got the Thank you, Instagram, for crapping out earlier. So you got <laughs> right, yeah, hey, turns out. So, well, very cool, dudes and dudettes. All right, guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close it out for everyone, but thank you so much, dude, and you guys keep up practicing the good work. Keep posting your stuff on social media. Let's see, let's track our growth and such, and uh, follow Mark on all his channels because he shreds and he's funky. <laughs> as a mother. So watch out. Uh, uh, thanks. Good night, everyone. Bye, good night. See you later.